So we're here at the A Lot of Things podcast, and we're already talking January and on and I, which is hard to say, but I did somehow. You said it. You said wow. it. You ask, yeah, yeah. It's a, I got a mouthful of a name. You sure do. You sure do. But I'm glad to finally talk to you, and uh, we have to hang out in person, by the way, really soon. Oh, yeah, beers, definitely. Mm-hmm. For now, I'll drink my water, which is not as good. And you'll have beer, right? You're drinking beer as per usual. Um, yeah, we were talking before the podcast started about jobs and stuff. And I just went back to work, full-time job, love the company, love the people. But at the same time I went back to work, like my TikTok blew up. It's yeah. so weird. And it, it happens like that. Like I'm sitting here yeah. starving artist style, nothing's mm-hmm. going on. And then boom. I mean, I had a, uh, sometimes there's just, uh, a mixture of right place, right time, right time, right content. Uh, right opportunity, good eyes, uh, a good, uh, an acquaintance of mine. Um, their name is Third Artifact. Um, they were trying to do full-time streaming. We're having a really hard time breaking 80 viewers. Um, and uh, just really wasn't, it wasn't working. Obviously, you know, with 80 viewers, it's not a lot of money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, went back to streaming very, very little bit. Got a full-time job. Did that for about, I don't want to say three or four months fucking hated it turned on the stream said i'm gonna do x y and z on stream came back with a plan within a few months had 500 plus viewers and now his partner does full-time content within like a, probably an eight month turnaround wow yeah um yeah and it was just really impressive to see um i mean something about being like i said right time right content yeah it's, uh, it, it's right time right content it's also persistence which we talked about mm-hmm. before um, just keeping at it. Like I probably started TikTok about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I kind of did videos the whole time during the pandemic. It was just, you know, making stuff, like you said, for 50 people to watch 10 people to watch that number got bigger, but it never got like nuts big. And then recently I was starting to see like this, the, the peaks go up higher, right? That's what mm-hmm. starts happening. It's like, you see the peaks go higher than they normally were. But then you'll see like 100 views again. And so, but the peaks are going up. Yep. So what that's showing you, I think, is that it's getting out to the, on TikTok specifically, it's getting out to the For You page more mm-hmm. and more people mm-hmm. are seeing it. So recently I've had a few like 50,000, one 100,000. And then all of a sudden, just like four or five days ago, one went to a million. Let's go. Let's go. Right. And I go, well, that seems weird and broken. What's going on? And then the next day it was 1.5. And I go, what's happening? And then this morning it's 2.3. Let's go. I mean, I don't think a whole nother beast. <laughs> it um, is a whole other beast. Like you're having, you know, and I, as uh, this is something I want to do a, a video on. Um, Cause I've been kind of starting to do more like more talk videos when I have the time and I really want to put more time into it. And I did this one on, you know, Twitter philanthropy that I was really proud of. Mm. Um, and then there is this thing where like people get into the situation where they use the exact same sounds, do the exact same dances, just in different outfits every other week. And then you also go to their next one and it's a song they did last week. And you get these people where they make the same five TikToks, um, all ever on rotation. Mm-hmm. Some go to 200,000, 500,000 a mil. Some stay at 5,000. Yep. And it's just, it is, I don't think, this is really way different than what we had decided, but uh, there's a reason why TikTok um, 
is capturing and doing so well is um, TikTok has lowered the bar of what is necessary to be a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, where tic- or people who are making TikTok videos have the ability to upload very well, like edited, very high quality production. But at the same time, if you've got a phone with a front facing camera, you can still do it. And the platform is new enough where that expectation of top tier quality is not there. They're starting to like reward it more, mm-hmm. the top tier stuff. But you're right. Like it is like barrier to entry is zero. Like mm-hmm. it's have a phone. And even, even uploading YouTube via your phone is awful. It sucks. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely awful. YouTube Shorts is supposed to be a big thing, and by the way, their algorithm is broken, also in a way, because it used to give me like a certain amount of views, and it just stopped, and it just changed mm-hmm. because they yeah. changed it. But yeah, you're right. The mobile experience isn't fun at all. Yeah. So, so I even though I'm uploading TikToks, I download it to my PC and I upload it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, go- yeah. YouTube Shorts with my PC. Well, fun fact about my all my videos, and I I feel kind of like uh, proud about this. But I've never, ever, I think maybe a few, a handful, uh, but always I film on my phone, a good, you know, not the front facing camera, the good camera. Mm -hmm. And then I do it with good lighting and a green screen, an actual green screen, not the filter. Even though Mm -hmm. they tell me the filter's better, I was like, no, I know what looks good. Yeah. And then all of them have been edited in Premiere. Like, I mean, that's nuts to think because there's like hundreds and hundreds of videos up there. But yeah, all of them took me a while and I didn't do the thing where all the YouTube channels were going like, just do it quick and fast and other thing. And yeah, it does work for some people. But for my comedy, I feel like I can tell the story that I want to tell that Definitely. way. You know? Definitely. Anyways, we're going to talk about Elden Ring today on the podcast, even though that was yeah. the TikTok chat. Yeah, um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And this Elden Ring, if you're watching the video version, if I keep this, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm using it. It's on the, in the background there. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with this game. Did mm-hmm. you see my new sketch about it? I, I don't just, know if I did. What I just is... put it up. I just put it up. So you probably didn't. Um, and I, we'll talk about it. But it really feels like a, a bad relationship. You know, mm-hmm. like one of those relationships you try to get out of, but you go back to. And I try to tell that in the sketch. Uh, back kind of circling back to our beginning talk. My video has like 2.3 million video views. The one I just put up has 4,000. Nice. And donations. Well, I'm saying what you were saying, like, it, <laughs> oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ratio is weird, you know, like, oh, I thought I thought you were saying, like, you just put it up and it's already at 4000. No, no, I think I put at, it up. Yeah, it was last night or something. It, the point is, it's not going to probably get to hit that threshold as the other one. Yep. But yep. I like that one better. Like, I like mm-hmm. the one about Elden Ring better. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, it, it is like that. Like, um, I think the short history is, I've always really not liked Souls games. Mm-hmm. Um, I love RPGs of all kinds. So I just don't equate them as the same. I've always called it more like a, an action-y game with puzzle elements that have some upgrading, but more like question marks and try yeah. to figure it out, how to do the thing. And um, it's good for what it is. It's just for me, it never uh, clicked the boxes of like an RPG like that I enjoy, mm-hmm. which Definitely. is the power fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, went into Elden Ring because I wanted to try it. And this seems like the most accessible, uh, mm-hmm. for someone like me. And it was right. Like I spent 60 hours so far in it. I'm level hundred. Mm-hmm. I've done a fuck ton in that game. And I'm also, I hate it so much. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> so what's kind of funny is, you know, I've, 
I've played uh, Dark Souls 1, 3, Sekiro, Bloodborne. Um, and, of course, now I'm playing Elden Ring. Where there is always, uh, in every single um, Dark Souls game, sometimes these areas are shared, sometimes there's not. There's always this spot where you get, where you're like, I love this game, but I hate this boss. I hate this location. I hate this. Mm. And since, you know, as much as I love Dark Souls, um, once you get into the castles, the dungeons, the um, kind of different areas, they really don't end up breaking the mold from things that you've traditionally found in these games. Um, these, these, these dungeons that you can go under, right, go underground, there are hundreds of hallways in Dark Souls 3 that function very similarly. And so one of the parts that I think a lot of people may struggle with is unlike when I play Dark Souls 1, there is this place, I think it's called Sans Fortress. It is this mixture of a jump puzzle with traps and annoying enemies. Whereas that's not one place you go to in Elden Ring. That is like seven different places you go to in right, Elden Ring that have right. similar mechanics from that experience. So rather than me go, oh my gosh, I just got to get this done. It's okay. This dungeon has X, Y, and Z elements, which I absolutely hate, but I just got to get through it and get to the boss, you know, and enjoy that. And I think, and I feel like the, like the most comparable game to me, like, when we're considering the scope of what Elden Ring is Skyrim. Um, yes. Yeah, I is, agree. It is obviously gameplay mechanics are quite different. Storylines very different. First person, third person, you know, everything about the games are different. But when you're coming to an open world, massive single player RPG with um, a lot of areas and opportunities that are cut and pasted to be uh, so they can use the same kind of areas more than once, right? Because that's, we have to. Um, one of the things I've always noticed is, and I think that's for me, um, Darks or yeah, um, Elden Ring will have a similar lifeline is when I'm actually done with the game proper, I'll pick it up in eight months, 13 months. Mm. And I'll go somewhere and I'll kind of forget a lot of like the content. So I'll make a character, I'll go running and then I'll enter that one dungeon that I hate. And I'm like, fuck, I hate this place. And I'll turn around yeah. and I'll run somebody else and I'll be like, oh my God, wait, I love this encounter. This one's actually really good. And right. kind of that stuff will start jarring your memories, right? Like, um, and so I will be interested to see how that goes, um, how the, the game lives, because I don't feel that way with Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls 3. Because when I play those games, I try and get them done as fast as possible. I'm not a speedrunner, right. but I'm still trying to just get get them through as quick as possible. Well, because like you said, there's these hallways, there's these destinations to get to, and that's what made me stop those games like all mm -hmm. the time. I was like, oh, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. This is not fun, and I'm stuck. So now, again, why I played 60 Hours of Elden Ring is because, like you said, I'll just go over here for a while, mm -hmm. and I'll... Um, like like good rpgs and again i shouldn't call it not an rpg it just the mechanics to me feel like a hit or miss and like they're like you said there's a lot of puzzles and it just feels a little different than you know what i'm used to but it still has that idea of this like this huge open world and because of that yeah i can go over here and it's i'm under leveled but it doesn't matter because i have my horse which again is another huge thing mm -hmm. allowing that kind of quick maneuvering all around the map and double jump away from the monster is going to kill me. And mm -hmm. then, I, but I found this really weird sword somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. 
I think I said on So Video Games Podcast that I wish there was more finding of cool shit because I explored so far this one night or whatever, and I got to this like lava-filled mountain and somehow escaped all these crazy dragons. And I get to the end, it was a fucking mushroom. Yeah. You know, there's like, oh, great. I have some other thing that I'm never going to craft, you know? So just I love the, the exploring part. Mm-hmm. I just wish that more would be rewarded when I get out there in the middle of the wilderness, yeah. you know? And that's going to be... And for, for this, I got like two um, kind of like responses to that, not like defending that thing there, but there are two major things that like I always think about when I feel that something is uh, lackluster. Um, one being when something seems like it wasn't worth it, um, I always, in the back of my head, hmm, either it was a poor decision and I'm never going back in a future playthrough or there's a secret there that the community hasn't figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, These developers are not afraid to take content in the base game and hide it, fully expecting the community to not find it. Yeah, there's a lot hidden. Um, So I'm not familiar if you're, if so in Dark Souls 3, are you familiar at all with Nameless King? I know the name. Yeah, I know know of it, but I haven't haven't fought him. when it's fine fighting him is it's it's what it's a well-known fight people enjoy it it's very difficult it is a it is an achievement fight for both the players and the guts of the developers to make it as hidden as it is to get nameless king you have to go out of your way not i don't want to say it's too far i don't totally remember where it is but get a specific emote then while you're going you have to be running on this incredibly obscure cliff that just so happens to have a statue in the same pose. And you have to do the emote right next to that. There is no, there's no in-game content pointing you here. Yeah. If you do that emote, a bird picks you up and takes you to a completely new location where you have different enemies to fight and you have to do that. It is completely optional. You could do the game. You could not even know he exists and have no idea. Right. Um, And it'll be interesting uh, if something like that exists in Elden Ring. And I bring this up because just today, and I want to say about an hour ago, um, somebody found out that some of the hidden walls take 10 hits to break. Oh, snap. That's cool. That really is cool. Yeah. And we've all been hitting all the walls. (laughs) Somebody found a hidden wall and it took 10 hits to break. I don't know if it's a, uh, I don't know if it's just that one wall, but now the community because this is how the, this community works, they are going to be hitting every single wall that they were, they were really suspicious of. Yeah. And this goes back to that mushroom. There could be a fucking 10 hit hidden wall somewhere in that dungeon, which yeah. leads to a different boss, to a different area. And there are pros and cons to that. One, the Souls games are really small. I mean, even Elden Ring, it's for how big it is, the current speed run for it is 27 minutes. Yeah, I know, but that is also bazonkers. But yes, and using weird side side yeah, they're, know, ways, but very very calculated. But I mean, at the same time, it also goes to show that they're just not that big. Like the the content typically, like the storyline content is typically quite quite contained. And I mean, I've even seen mediocre Souls players finish the game in three hours. And you know, it's not it's not bad. I mean, it's yet it feels big. I mean, Elden Ring feels big. I think it's because of its like uh, verticality. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like yeah. you have those mountains, you have those really mm-hmm. smart to do that kind of interesting jump, the wind jump where you jump with your mm-hmm. horse and it goes really high. You can see the verticality by doing that. I think that's obviously, you know, well, yeah, and that allowed them to use. So, I mean, I'm sure you've already experienced this. Souls fall damage feels awful. Right. Like, yeah. It always has in every single game. Um, there are a couple fights that it's, I want to say it's in Dark Souls one, but I've, I want to say there's also one in Dark Souls two where you have to take damage just getting to the boss. And that feels awful. That it always feel, feels, awful. Yeah. especially if a boss is hard. Yeah, like I need every single hit point I have, and I have to lose some just getting to you, you know. And so there's, there is that like element of like where they were like, okay, so that's the quality of life that they actually went back and they looked at what does what wasn't going to work from their old playbook, right. yeah, developed for a open world, and that was a really good quality of life change they made. Let me go back to what you were just talking about, because the part that I really do love about this game is that exploring, but also the secrets you're talking about. And mm-hmm. so in the community aspect, which has always been part of the Souls thing and I've never been part of because I just mm-hmm. know about those games. But this one being the one I'm in. So I am looking at the YouTube videos. I'm, I'm checking forum stuff and talking to my friends about, hey, did you do this? Mm-hmm. Which, again, back to your earlier point, is like Skyrim. where You go, mm-hmm. hey, did you kill that wolf in that one place? love it like i love it but and what and to finish that thought i want tons more rpgs that do this but then are you're dying all the time so that literally is like my excitement place which is the part of elder ring that i keep going back to but then when i here's the secondary part of it when i die in i think cheap ways which has always been a part of i think this the, the, Mm -hmm. um, the system it doesn't feel good and then i just don't want to do the fun parts of the game that i like which is this like trying to find the 10th wall to yep. break but just yep. recently i'll tell you just to happen today my lunch break i jumped up and powered up elden ring and said um hey there's that one those the npc invaders mm-hmm. essentially what happens is if you, you don't know if you're just thinking about playing the game i don't i like playing single player everything i don't really want to play too much multiplayer but this game like makes you do fake multiplayer mm-hmm. by having an NPC invade your world like a real person would. Um, I don't like when they come up. Lots of times I'm like reading something and one just shows up. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, I'm in a fight now. But there's this one guy, part of a really interesting, I'll m- say a spoiler warning in a minute when I talk about it, interesting path line. And I really wanted to beat him, you know, that kind of thing. I just keep going back to it and I keep dying. So I finally beat him. And I get his helmet, which is really cool, like the best uh, when mm-hmm. you actually get something from them. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear your helmet because you're dead now. <laughs> and then I go to the next stage feeling high on myself because I just beat this really guy. I haven't beaten him for like a week or something. And then uh, it's a boss and I have to beat this boss to get a thing so that I can go to a new, new piece of the land. Like I, it's literally like it stops me from beating the game because mm-hmm. I the campaign says go here and I can't go there without beating this boss. Got mm-hmm. it. I go to the boss and he has two like ghost images, warriors next to him. They're both doing frostbite. It, they kill me in seconds. Like it's so fast. Mm-hmm. I know that they're doing things their way, mm-hmm. but I'm level fucking a hundred and I'm not going to this. There's not going to be swaying me on this opinion. And I just beat this guy who took me a week and I'm feeling good about myself. And I hit for like 1400 sometimes with my weapon. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. But the way that they did the balancing, 
they don't want me to do well here. Like they want me to what? Grind. And the problem is run on sentence. When you're at a higher level, it's diminishing returns. So you yeah. literally don't do anything by going back and farming. Like if I was Tales of Arise right now, which is the game I talk about in my comedy sketch, or I'm playing any other JRPG. Okay, yeah, I will go back and farm for a bit. I get it. I'm not supposed to be here yet. But now it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what to do except get good at a pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sad. Yeah, and I'm not... So, luckily... And this I is think... not an attack. Like, this is just saying, no, like, the information. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... So, I think I can come at this from the what I would consider myself a uh, non-cult uh, Dark Souls lover. Right. I am not part of the get good crowd. There is there is some earnestness in the idea of get good when there is a situation where you're right. You're not, it's not a level thing. It's not a, uh, it's not a damage thing. It's not a health thing. You've got plenty of health, plenty of damage. Literally it is. You have to recognize what's going on and do that. But that doesn't help you, right? That doesn't make you feel better. That's the thing. Um, versus, you know, the people who are like, oh, get good. Like, they're just saying it rude. Like, there is an element of there is something that isn't working for you. And I ran into this um, when I was playing Dark Souls 3. Um, one of the bosses, um, I guess, spoiler, but that game has been out since, like, 2015, I think. So Yeah, I think we're fine. Um, the final boss of the the uh, first DLC, her name is Sister Freed. It is a three-phase, sometimes 2v1 fight Jeez. that um, she moves at the speed of a Bloodborne character and you are stuck in clunky Dark Souls 3. Awesome. It took me 78 deaths. I counted each and every single one, and it was probably five six hours straight of just playing her and now she's one of my favorite bosses in the entire franchise i i will actively go find a streamer i have no fucking clue who they are just to watch them fight her hmm. and i feel the exact same frustrations they do i saw one guy get so mad he snapped his controller threw it against the wall and his mom kicked in his door and started screaming at oh him my live goodness. that seems like and an I'm intense like, video and I'm like, I don't, I, like, obviously that's not what I'm looking for, but I am, there is this emotional, like, uh, this empathetic connection that you get when you see somebody on that struggle. And sometimes it ends up being the situation where you're like, holy shit, I'm just thankful that's over. Or wait a minute, I get it. Now I love it. And that's not to say that that's going to happen with you. Right, but, but I, I have a question to that. So, like, when you beat it on the 78th try, mm -hmm. did, was it, A, was it still laborious and you were down to your last thing of health? Or did you feel, like, good Matrix style? Like, oh, I know I, right where to go. The, so I, there were two, so I remember this shit, like, the back of my head. The, the time I, I had almost killed her at, like, death 70. And it was, it came down to me or her. She just had more pixels than I did. Okay. Then in the last one where I actually got the kill, I was just killing it. I knew exactly what you to knew do. Where I was to in go, the right yeah. spot. I was just right there. And uh, I so, felt that in other games too, you know what I mean? So I know what mm -hmm. you're talking about. Where yeah. you go like, oh yeah, I know what move it's going to make. I know. And mm -hmm. not like pattern recognition. And I think that might be where we get 
my, where I fall off sometimes mm -hmm. is because there are the games where I'm feeling that zone. It's called in the zone, right? Mm -hmm. And your fight, Final Fantasy 15 is a good example. Yeah, that that game does not have patterns really. Like there's you know, a boss. It's just it's just, it's just go it's at it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's chaos. chaos. And but it's a control chaos that you're like, I can't believe I know what's going on right now. You know, you're looking mm -hmm. at the screen going like there's and you have companions. But for some reason, one of those last bosses, especially there's an area where you're, there's bosses that are way above your level that mm -hmm. you can only beat if you like new game plus it or something, you know. Um, but like, I can't believe I did it, but I was in the zone and matrix mode. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it. I can't ever I can't fully get there sometimes with these mm -hmm. Souls games because it goes, yeah, we know you got it pretty good, but we're going to like cheese something over here mm -hmm. to be like no 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 you can't do what you want to do you've got to do it exactly this particular way yeah and i and feel I like mean, that's what yeah that's the problem and i will me. i will say that um even among like die hard die hard souls fans um they have brought up that they truly feel the end game balancing isn't as good as it could be so um Again, we are still discovering. I mean, I think everybody's mathematically done like the soft cap and hard cast with skills. Mm. So I don't know how much vigor and because it sounds like you're running a strength build. Yeah, strength endurance build. I'm like soft cap to health. That's what that yeah. means because basically anything I do, it's a hundred thousand runes to do a level, mm -hmm. and each level doesn't do anything for me. I feel like it does yeah. dick all. What's so. uh, how much strength do you have? Uh, I don't know the number. It's like um, wait, do I? Yeah, I do. It's like. 60 or something yeah because i think 60 is like considered the hard cap oh, okay. uh, with 80 being i don't think you get any more returns after 80 yeah um, well 60 then and then i give like a 50 for uh endurance i think and i have a light dexterity but i mainly worked on the strength because all my weapons are strength how much uh, vigor do you have wait vigor is is what i meant by yeah your uh, HP. endurance okay okay hp yeah so i have a ton because that's me i'm like tank guy in rpgs yeah, no it's it's fun are you right. doing like heavy rolls and everything so here's my saving grace this whole game that i early early on got mm -hmm. a really good weapon which is great in that little mm -hmm. shack out in the southwest end corner this awesome sword that's been in souls games before i forgot what it's called it's like the sword um and then i got the bloodhound step which is a art of war that lets you do a dash where you're invisible. Oh, that's right. Yeah, everybody's like loving that one. Dude, I feel like, again, being part of the community, I feel like I found that as soon as the game came yeah. out, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I was like, no, no, this is how I'm going to play this game. So that literally saved me with bosses and everything. And it's it's that balance where I have to have enough, you know, mana or FP or whatever to do, pull it off and then take a quick flask. So it's a balancing act, but it really helps me. And so I do that with... um this weapon I got off outside of this real quick story. Mm -hmm. There's this uh, weird enemy at the top of a little village where these dancing ladies are. Have you been mm -hmm. there? Uh, I, I, I've, I actually went up there and I was like, no, I want this to be on film. So I turned around. Yeah, it's creepy. It's like a yeah. scary movie. Yeah. Um, so I didn't attack any of the ladies. I didn't want to see what was going to happen. But I went to the top of the hill and there's a boss there. Spoiler, mini spoiler. And the boss is one of my favorite boss fights of this whole thing. Like mm -hmm. the whole game. And I won't spoil anything about it, but when I beat him, I got his weapon, which again is not always. It's just kind of a more mm -hmm. sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It's called the Godskin Peeler, which is an intense name. <laughs> and I plus 20 it. So oh, wow. it's it's like again, I can hit for like 1500 sometimes. Yeah. 
and it feels really good. Like, I, and it and it usually does like a, a kind of a boss or a kind of like a NPC or AI thing where it hits like twice sometimes in a row. Like okay. it goes bing bing, and it's super fast. So I love it. I two hand it, and I do that one blood, bloodhound step. And it's kind of like I would play another like action RPG. I'm playing it that way. I'm like a tanky character who moves fast and then attacks for for a lot of damage. But your regular rolls, are you like on the heavy heavy? I'm on a meat. I, I go from uh, I I go to medium. I, I yeah. think a medium right now. Okay, that's um, fine. As long as you're at medium, that's okay. I wasn't heavy for a while because the armor is really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's the best. It's like this amazing gold armor. But yeah. I moved over to medium heavy or medium. Uh, with some armor that's comparable, yeah. Yeah. But, so like I, so I was power stancing to size for a little while. Um, oh, I thought that was nice. really cool. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I found in this game is like a lot of the enemies, especially some of the later game enemies, they hit fast. Fast, you're right. And I just I wasn't having fun. I didn't like dodging seven times, hit once, dodge seven times, hit once. Like that is, that is how I beat. That's how I played Dark Souls three, and I never did a fast weapon run of Dark Souls three. And everybody's favorite boss is the final boss of the Dark Souls storyline, and I hate that fight. But everyone says it's amazing, but I hate it because he attacks like hell. You have mm-hmm. to dodge for thirty seconds, then you hit once, then you dodge. I'm being totally facetious on time there. It's more like six times, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I I ended up swapping to two bleeding daggers, and I'm having a blast. It's really interesting. Well, bleeding I I, I hear bleeding is a little is like OP. Super strong. It's yeah, super yeah. strong. Um, um, I haven't got it to work for me yet, but like, um, and I think it's a dex build, right? You have to be dex. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not. That you, I don't know if you have to be dex for all of them, but I believe that the way it works, it works on. You fill up an invisible bar on their health, and once that bar procs, they right. explode in the bleed damage. Right, because we get it. We get yep. it as players. Yeah. Uh, I by the way, that guy I just beat, the NPC invader, did it to me. Yeah. And he would get me up for a while, and then it would go down. And um, mm-hmm. by the way, fuck that guy. I, I don't remember his name, so I could say it on stream on, on yeah. the podcast. Well, fuck him. I don't remember. I forgot his name. Yeah, I forgot his name. I'm wearing his helmet. Fuck you. Good. Good. Um, yeah. So I want to say one more thing about the game, too, also, um, is I want to say this, and it's a minor spoiler, so I'll ask you if you've been there, but have you been to Blood Manor? Blood Manor? No, I haven't. Ooh. Okay, so I'm... Volcano Manor? Wait, maybe that's what I mean. It's the the big, huge, like, mansion with, like, the dark red lights and stuff inside. On top of the volcano, and you, like, get the assassination missions and everything like that? Yes, yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Volcano Manor, I'm sorry. I called it Blood Manor? Mm -hmm. We were just talking about blood. Yeah. So that, and I won't spoil it too much, but is so cool because I feel like it's almost like another RPG thing where there's linear paths or mm-hmm. like delineating paths or something. Because they are like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I was like, wow, I don't know if I want to do this thing. And they're yeah. like, "You," I said yes, by the way. And they're like, your name is not tarnished anymore. It's something else. And I'm like, this feels new to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. that felt really good. Well, I was like, I'm you- doing a whole other thing now. Well, and so, and this is, this goes to the weird, and at this point, it's difficult. So, like, it's really easy to miss NPCs mm-hmm. in this game. One's in a pot. Yeah, one's in a pot. And, like, the weird thing about it is they made it ten times easier to meet NPCs 
and do it correctly in this game than it was in Dark Souls 3 mm. and Dark Souls 1. Like, there's a whole marriage subplot in Dark Souls 3 that you have to talk to certain NPCs in certain locations before killing certain bosses, otherwise it becomes unobtainable. And they don't give you any in-game hints to do that. Mm. And it's literally all of that work, all that payoff for a wedding where you just stab your wife in the face and she dies. (laughs) And I mean, it's ceremonial. She's laying down. She's having a good time. Oh, that makes it better. (laughs) It's ceremonial. Yeah. But like, you just like, it goes through, you walk up, she has a sheet, she's laying down and you just plunge your short, your sword. And and like, that's it. Right. But But all the steps to get there. Yeah. And I think it ends up changing the ending uh, of the base game. Yeah, which is why I'm wondering about this manor thing. Is this going to change the... I'm not certain, but I think the community has found six different endings in Elden Ring. Um, I hope it does. I mean, because again, it feels like a Skyrim mm-hmm. thing. You know, like once I found that manor and they go, hey, you can go do this thing for us. It's opposite of what you've been thinking and hearing mm-hmm. about. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Of course I am. Uh, and remember meeting the woman in the other room that she's got the secret thing? Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, the one that hunch, is hunched over hunched over oh, that's so cool like that was so much fun i was like i felt like it was part of a different timeline in the game well but, then she has her own subquest too right i did it yeah yeah i love like, it um well anyways just, I, I just hope that really changes the ending because again that would make me love this game more uh yeah. if i ever get to the ending because i'm a little sad now about if i'm gonna make it there yeah. um i will also say um yeah, I, for, oh, I forgot because we were. Oh, yeah. One more thing is like you like you mentioned, there's these games do this thing where like you just m- might not never see this part. Mm-hmm. There's a staircase in a library somewhere and it doesn't look like you can get to it. And mm-hmm. I like jumped up in the rafters. and I was like, it's right there. But I have no way to no grappling hook. So I looked it online just for fun. And it's like, oh, do these 35 things. Then you'll maybe get to the staircase. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> but i like that it that's what the thing is and honestly if you want to get back into the game and you're like you know what i don't want to do this boss right now that quest line is amazing oh you've done it yeah it's it's incredible quest line see it's, so it's probably yeah. my favorite quest line in the game thus far Fuck, okay. um, that's what that also bring me back in it then. does require that you fight another very hard boss though i've been killing bosses i feel like have you fought redan of- yet the guy yeah, on the but horse. Fuck Redan. I I know. Okay, I fought him. I'm gonna go back and cheese win him. I again, if I stand up next to him, he mm-hmm. goes like I can get, knock him down with my weapon. Yeah. But he's bullshit. Like him and there's a couple other bosses that are bullshit. He's gonna and, go. He's he was a choice, and I'm torn. So uh, th- this is where, like I say, and if you ever see like how I'm gonna defend myself again, um, this is something you have to do in the Souls franchise community because. There are so many very, very strong egos involved in this sphere. Yeah, that, like I don't, that... I, I didn't like the boss. I, I didn't like right. the fight, and that. that's okay, um, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I thought visually absolutely stunning. Yes, I agree absolutely with that. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, like uh, the little lore about how he chopped off his own feet and like got gravity magic so he could stay on his horse. Like that's really cool. Like I know he's on a horse that whole time. Yeah. And he's massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. I also respect the developers for doing something completely alien. This is an, a completely alien approach type yeah. idea of fight. I don't think we've ever had an arena this big. 
We've never had a boss do this much movement. We've never summoned this many summons at the same time. The right. summons, like you heard about the Easter egg with one of the summons, right? His name's Patches. Yeah, I mean, I've I've brought Patches to the manor. Yeah, oh, so you can them. summon Patches at Radon. Now, oh, I didn't know that. So this is some minor spoilers. Okay, we're he in is, spoiler territory. He is a coward. He runs into the fight, turns around and says, no, I'm not doing it. And he leaves. That's awesome. Like, it's really good. No, he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Have you been told about the legend that is Patches? No, I know that he's in all the games, right? Yeah, and he's fucking awful in every game. That's and great. The developers have done such a good job of making me hate him. The chance that I got to kill him, I did not stop. I, I killed that motherfucker and I laughed maniacally while I did it because he is my least favorite character in the entire Souls franchise. Right, because that's at the very beginning you can kill him, right? Because I killed him and then yeah. didn't let and let him live so he could give yeah. me the items. Yeah, I just kept swinging. I was like, I don't uh, care what nice. you do for me. I don't care what you nice. do anything. And there is another section where if you let him get to the manor like you do, keep exploring around there. There's a cliff and he kicks you off of it. Oh, nice. Like, Son he continues just being this asshole and pretending that he did nothing wrong every single time. See, I honestly, there's another section in the beginning of the game where you're going through Stormville Castle. And if you walk into this room, somebody laughs and the door closes behind you. Um, I thought that was that might have been Patches after I found out that he's actually in the game. But... He's not. It's not Patches. Um, it is this dude that you have a chance to talk to in the beginning, right before you go to Stormville Castle. And he's the one that locks you in there. And people have said that he is the one that steals your souls if you die in Stormville Castle. He's oh, the one that goes around and collects them. And I don't know. And so I don't know if you've watched much um, Vati Vidya. He is a Dark mm -hmm. Souls-specific a uh, lore YouTuber. He also do like tips and stuff like that. He does incredibly deep lore breakdowns where he shows the items, what they are, what they mean, and the lore behind it. And if you're not reading your items that you get, you're missing out on a lot of really interesting little tidbits. Yeah, I have been. I, um, I think that's the way you get the lore in this game. <laughs> I mean, you just got to read stuff. And yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I like, I mean, I like many different types of games i like mm -hmm. rpgs that are traditional i like jrpgs i just like any rpg and i have the the bottom line is the tdlr or whatever is like i really like this game mm -hmm. and i slash love it at times and then i slash hate it because again the mechanics um bother me to a place where like even if you're a developer trying to get this either whether it be community bonding over deaths mm -hmm. or whatever or i don't care what it really is we have a certain amount of time in our life to like yes. do things. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, with me, I, it's very specific that I do a gaming podcast. Um, so we try to review all these games and that's additional part mm -hmm. of it. But for me, yeah, I just want to be able to have great experiences and we don't have a ton of time. So if I'm spending all day beating one person and I mm -hmm. can't even still do it, there's a tough chance that I'll keep playing your game. Yeah. Um, that said, I love it. I love it. Hate it. Yeah. And I mean, have you found that it, uh, have you, have you played any other RPGs yet since it? Right. So on my screen, or maybe I'll switch over here right now. Oh, I can't see it. Anyways, on my PS5 is Elix 2. So that's the <laughs> other RPG I've been waiting for for a long time. A lot of people call it Eurojank. Uh, I love Piranha Bytes, the developer, and I played the shit out of the first game. 
So that's a game that I'm actually going to for like a little break mm-hmm. and a sanity check and being like, oh yeah, there's the level leveling system. It yeah. goes like this. And, and but what, what's weird though, and I'll get to what you were probably asking, is that in this game, unlike the other ones, there are it's an open world where there are monsters just roaming roaming around that you can't beat. You know, mm-hmm. um, lots of times in games they'll like level off areas. But this one, it's like, no, anywhere you could see a monster and it could be like way above your level. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, that's like Elder Ring all over again. Um, but it's just more of a, you understand where the progression is, you know? So I use it for a break. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, again, like, uh, I think people are a little too comfortable jumping to the defense of various um, choices that uh, FromSoft has made here. Um, I... And I mean, oh god! I saw this full-grown adult go into this huge tirade about the choices that men have to make in their life as a defense against somebody wishing that Elden Ring had a pause. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious! And it's like, bro, bro, it's not that serious. No, like, it is not. And also, pause <laughs> is part of video games. Yes. Uh, and I mean, but this is like, this is like, and so when I, when you would say, like, whenever I give uh, Dark Souls opinion, I have been like trained to, um, how do I say this? Uh, preemptively defend myself amongst attacks from Dark Souls fans. Mm. So I live streamed all the ones that I've played and if like (laughs) if I had a group of really rowdy shitty Dark Souls 1's fanboys Mm -hmm. like in my chat like you know they say things like oh you should have parried that you should have blocked there why did you dodge that way why did you dodge left I would just casually say you know Dark Souls 3's is better than Dark Souls 1 and I would watch my viewer count leave like go down (laughs) and I'd be like all right Trash is taken out. We can get back to. Uh... <laughs> you could have also said like Kingdom Hearts or something. Well, I I, I wanted at least the people who like Dark Souls to. Start. Right, 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 right. <laughs> You're like I'm not just crazy town over here. Yeah, no, I think it's silly. And again, we don't have time for that. Anybody who like it's the we don't have time for that in this podcast either. But a tangent is that people who get specialized about stuff. If it's fun for you, that's awesome. Everybody loves yeah. niches. That's what the word nerd is based on. I love it. I'm a self proclaimed mm-hmm. nerd too. But if you like attack other people for their choices and what they're it's, doing, it's just wrong. It's, yeah. It's wrong. yeah. And also a pause button is a quality of life that just makes sense. I have to pee, motherfucker. Yeah. I have to pee. And now I used to, you know, when I still play Elden Ring, I do the pause thing by hitting the PlayStation button and uh, then yeah. it's paused. Oh, you know it that? just minimizes the game. Yeah, yeah. That's the pause. So, so and then oh, that makes so that makes so much sense, actually. Because I was just realizing so PC doesn't have that option. Right, right. But apparently, if you open up your menu, you open up your map, and then open up something else, it will like pause the game. It's crazy loopholes we have to do. Well, I'm lucky that I found the PS5 one because that is like, like right now it's pause, right? I think, yeah, yeah, it's just not there. Anyways, January and on, where can people find you on the Twitters and the Twitch and all that stuff? Yeah, uh, anywhere where I'm allowed to type my objective opinion, you can find me at January and on. I'm live uh, playing a lot of Elden Ring, uh, Sundays and Mondays, 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to come watch. 
All right. And I'll make comments being like, why do you parry there? <laughs> I won't because I won't even know where to parry. That's the thing. Parrying is uh, something I actually never uh, got the handoff. I just I just gave up. I did, too. I bloodhound yeah. step to the left. I know you got right. a roll, so I don't want to stop you too long. No, no, no. Thanks for being here. And <laughs> we'll talk Elden Ring again sometime soon. Yes. After you beat the game. Really? Okay. Yeah, we should do that. After? That means I'm going to beat it. You're going to beat it. I know you are. Really? Oh, you have confidence in me now. I feel good. Always. No, always. Um, okay. That's the, that's the thing. So uh, the last thing I will say. Okay, this uh, is the last thing. All Dark Souls encounters, you're, you're, it's a 3v1. You versus the Mon, you versus the camera, and you versus yourself. Your ego, your emotions can get in the way, and they will always be a battle. And so you remember, you're always doing a 3v1. And so sure, maybe you can beat the Mon, but sometimes you back into a corner and now you're fighting the camera too. And that is the worst Mon of all. But the idea of getting frustrated, the idea of feeling like you're going up against a wall, while that may not be perfect game design, that is this game design. Right. And it's worth uh, beating it. All right. Those are wise words. We'll leave it yeah. with that. All right. Later. Bye.